Welcome back to the Bible Reading Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Shawnut, and I am joined by the lovely and amazing co-host, Nessa Goss. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, y'all. We're excited. We're excited to be here. We're excited to bring you another day of reading your Bible. Zero excuses. That's what we're trying to do here. That's yes. what we're trying to inspire you guys to do. And even though our podcast does not come out every single day, we hope that we are still inspiring you to get in your word, dig it out, read the scripture, do all the things. It's yes. going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And today we are joined again by our special guest, our incredible, the amazing, the wonderful, the incomparable. Jennifer Rothwell, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. I'm always completely blown away by the way you describe me. I don't think any of these listeners have met me. They'd be like, who are they talking about? Miss Jennifer? (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Beautiful accolades. They probably don't know anybody except for Pastor Mark, so it's okay. They don't even know who we are. Jennifer Rothwell. It's okay. (laughs) They will know. Our listeners are good and true. I know that even if it, even if they don't know who they're, who we're talking about, they want to know. So that's what's, that's what matters. That's what counts. Yes. (laughs) Well, folks, when you meet me, remember I'm incredible. Yes. According to Brianna Shelman. You are. Bless you. Thank you for having me. I do not tell a lie. We do not (laughs) tell lies on Bible reading (laughs) (laughs) podcasts. We don't do that. But before we get started, before we jump into super sweet nuggets of wisdom, from Miss Rothwell over here. Mm-hmm. How was y'all's week? How 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 have things been, you guys? It's been good. I wanted to plug um, Date Night Podcast because yes. even though, like we said, we don't always plug it, but we're in the middle of February and it's supposed to be coming out. So it's Pastor Mark and Robin doing Date Night Podcast. Oh, I'm so they excited have an for Instagram. That. I think it's called Date Night. Yes, so yes it is. Follow it. It's gonna be awesome. I'm pretty sure they posted something recently that said it's coming, coming soon. soon. So, so we're it's very getting close. excited about that. Yes, yeah. it's coming yes. soon. We're very excited about that. We're in the season of love. Yes, we are. So. And speaking of love, how was you guys' Valentine's Day? Did y'all get to do anything special? Did you get anything? Mm. I got some caramel chocolate. I feel like that was yes, kind of yummy. Yes, because that's your thing. Yes. I'm I don't a know. fiend for caramel. <laughs> My birthday came just before Valentine's Day. So how was your birthday? It was great. It was wonderful. Felt all the love. 55, look alive. Yes. Double nickels. Big birthday. So so yes. exciting. Yes. That is yes. so exciting. Thank oh my you. goodness. That's I great. love it. Don't so, look a day over 30. It's crazy. That's just <laughs> not even true. But thanks. We said we don't lie on the Bible reading project. So and watch we out. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Seriously. Um, so exciting. I am I'm really pumped, you guys. I feel good. I feel like it's good. The year is finally kind of chugging along. Yes. We're now in the middle of February. March is gonna come in like a lion, oh. go out like lamb. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Busy season is starting yeah. because the summer All is coming the way up. Kids the ministry, forget yes. it. I've the in kids ministry, as soon as you get past Valentine's Day, yes. Yes. it's, it's pedal to the metal. We've got Easter yeah. and Camp, Camp Numa. Numa and so many good things yes. going on. So All. we've got the things loads of things it's a busy time goodness but it's gonna be a fun time it's awesome (laughs) and like we said last week every time jennifer is on we go through a secret sauce tidbits of wisdom and today we're gonna talk about how do we really know walking through this life god is speaking to us are we making the right decision Mm -hmm. how do we discern his voice how do we know what we're doing is right or wrong and we're gonna just dive into that with an experience that miss jennifer has because it's awesome and when we hear people experiencing these things it's easier to kind of understand because someone can just say 
discern the voice of God or, but you have to walk it out. And sometimes yes. you need to hear somebody or experience something to fully understand what that is. Yes. So we're going to jump right in with Miss Jennifer and she's going to share a story on how something pivotal happened in her life and it helped her discern the voice of God and yes. the plan for his, her life. So specifically about the voice of God. Yes. Even my own daughters, who are now in their 20s, uh, have always asked me the questions, Mom, how do you know it's God's voice? How do you know it's God's voice? Well, um, so the first story that I want to share is about me when my daughters were four and two. And I was visiting my mom, who lived in New Jersey. And my mom had... I went just for a, a random visit to to be with her, and while I was there, she f started to have a lump appear in her jaw. We thought maybe it was a swelling in her tooth or something, but um, I stayed longer than my original anticipated visit with her and because the lump was growing, and uh, one thing led to another, and they found out that the lump in her face was cancer. Oh, wow. And so uh, I had gotten the call from the doctor that the, the biopsy had come back and that it was cancer and that I needed to break the news to my mom, which I did. I broke the news to her, and she took it great. She did great. Really thought, okay, well, what's next? Let's just walk this out and do this next steps. And I thought, thank you, God. Great. Awesome. So uh, it was really a hard moment for me to break that news to her. But when it was over with, I was just thanking God and praising him. And I remember I left her on the porch and I came into the house to go to the bathroom and I sat down in the bathroom just thanking God. And I said, thank you so much, Lord, for my mom. And then in my, off in my heart went this voice that said, you don't have long with your mom. Mm. And I thought, wait, that's all. That's all I heard was you don't have long with your mom. And I thought, oh, wow, is this God? Because, you know, is this is the enemy's mm -hmm. voice. That was a frightening statement to have to receive. And I thought, so, of course, we talked last time on the Bible Reading Project about having a mentor. I immediately called my mentor. Mm -hmm. And I said, can, is this the enemy trying to get me frightened about not having long with my mom? Could God speak to me and say, you don't have long with your mom? Mm -hmm. And my mentor said, well, absolutely. Test it out, and do you have peace? Did that statement bring fear or did it bring peace and I thought about it and I thought well it wasn't a great statement and I didn't love it but I'm not battling fear I I have peace in that I just want to know what that means mm -hmm. and she said and I also spoke to my pastor and he said follow peace if, if you have peace about what you heard follow peace and continue to ask God and pray so I thought okay and in my mind I thought, okay, well, I don't have long with my mom. This is probably, you know, I've only got a couple of years left. I need to make the most of every moment with my mom. So, um, uh, I don't know, about a, a month later, my mom had gone to the oncologist, and we had finished an appointment, and they were talking about the course of action that they were going to have to take. It turned out that the, she had metastasized cancer all throughout her body, oh, wow. and it was just showing up in a lump in her jaw. And uh, the prognosis was that they were going to do radiation and chemotherapy and a lot. My mom was 72 at the time. And so we spent the afternoon after the oncologist kind of driving around, reminiscing about her childhood and where she had grown up and the house she had grown up in. And when we got home, um, 
she said, I just, I don't feel well. I feel really, really nauseous. And I could tell she started to look gray. My mom had had a lot of heart problems over the years. And I could tell she started to be sick to her stomach. And I could tell, okay, she, this, is, this is a heart attack. She'd had several of them. And I could tell it was angina. And so I got her nitroglycerin pills, which, and she put one under her tongue. And what you do is, if you don't know this, if you're having an angina attack, you take a nitroglycerin pill and you put it under your tongue and you set a timer for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of 15 minutes, if it's not any better, you can give a second one. And then you do that one more time. And at the end of the third, the, the end of the second 15 minutes, if it's not any better, you call 911. Mm. So I put the nitroglycerin pill under her tongue and I set the timer for 15 minutes. And when I clocked it for 15 minutes, I heard God speak to me again. And he said, tell your mom it's okay. It's okay with you if she's ready to go on and be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness. But in that moment, because he had spoken to me first and said, you don't have long with your mom, I just acted on that yeah. immediately. So I turned to my mom, who was ill, and I knew she had all of this going on. And I said, mom, it's okay if you are tired and if you don't want to fight this fight, it's okay with me if you want to go on and be with Jesus. If you want to fight, I'll fight with you and I'll fight for you. But if you're too tired, it's okay with me if you want to go on and be with Jesus. And my mom said, I am really tired, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, mama, then if you're ready, you go be with Jesus anytime you want. I'm going to be okay. And she said this, I don't know if I'm going to be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I said, mom, mom, you know you know the truth about Christ. You've, you're a Christian. You're going to go be with Jesus. And she said, I've not been a very good person. And I said, Mama, it's not about who you've been. It's mm. about who he's been for you. It's, it's about so grace good. and your faith in him. And I said, you know that, don't you? And she said, yes. And I said, then you're going to go on and be with Jesus. It's okay. And she said, okay, then I guess I do know where I'm going. My mom died two days later. Wow. wow. So... The moral of the story is in those moments when you, when even when God speaks to you and you're not sure, is this you, Lord? Is this you? You can back it up with two things. One, peace. Mm -hmm. And two, scripture. Yes. If it's not anti-biblical and you have peace. Now, peace is the absence of of all of the things that you would feel that torment you, like fear and worry and doubt, right? Like if, if you can hear from God, and back it up against scripture, that it's not unscriptural, what you're hearing from him. And two, that you have peace, then you can move forward knowing it's the voice of God. Yeah. So in that moment, who wants to hear you don't have long yeah. with your mom? But God was preparing me in those moments for a very quick, I, I never in a million years, when I processed that in my mind, what do I have peace about? Okay, I guess I have peace that we're in the final years. My mom's battling. Mm -hmm. We're in the final years of her life. I had no idea that God was giving me wisdom and preparing me that she was going to be gone and that she would get saved right before she left yes. this earth, yeah. right? So that's a long story made kind of concise and short, but that's one mm -hmm. way, way of discerning the voice of God. And then yeah. my second story is discerning the will of God. Mm. So when I was, uh, Billy and I were just originally, uh, just first married, and we originally were married in Northern Virginia. We moved here after we were married exactly one year. God moved us here to Douglasville. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 
we had still had a house in Northern Virginia. So we were paying two mortgages. I had quit my job to move here. He was working for Delta. Um, and we were broke as a joke. We had no <laughs> money. Newlyweds with no money and two mortgages. And Billy had wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom, ultimately. But we weren't having kids at this point. And uh, we needed money, income. And so I would be on my face, in my living room, face down, every day, crying, weeping, wailing, praying, and asking God, 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 please, I need a job. Please give me a job. I need a job, Lord. We need to meet our bills. I need a job. I need a job. So I went to my mentor after much praying and said, uh, we just pray with me. I need a job. I've been praying every day asking for God to give me a job. And she gave me such great wisdom. She said, Jennifer, God is not going to drop a job down your chimney. You need to get up and start walking this out. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, okay. And I was a brand new Christian, baby Christian, only been saved about a year. And so I began to walk it out. And I told people, hey, I'm looking for a job if you know of anything. Well, one day in the grocery store, I ran into a woman who I did not know, but she knew me. She's like, you're Jennifer Rothwell. And I said, yes. She said, someone told me that you're looking for a job, and I there's a job at my kid's school. And I said, really? She said, yeah, it's a Christian school. They're looking for a teacher. The job just came available, and you'd be great for it here. And she gave me the information. I thought, okay, well, all right, I'll call this, I'll call this school. <laughs> so I called the school, and they immediately gave me an interview. And I went and interviewed with the principal. And he said, well, this position is for teaching history and Bible to eighth graders. Uh, do you have any experience with this, Miss Rothwell? And I said, no, sir, I do not. <laughs> and, and he said, uh, the secretary was with him, and he said, how, how on earth do you plan to teach history and Bible to eighth graders? And I said, God will show me what to do, sir. <laughs> and he said, he looked at his secretary, and he looked back at me, and he nodded his head, okay. And he said, uh, there's no insurance or anything that comes with this position. And I said, that's okay. I get my insurance through my husband at Delta Airlines. And he looked at his secretary and he looked back at me. He <laughs> nodded. And he said, Miss Rothwell, this job only pays $13,000 a year. And I said, sir, that's $13,000 more than I have right now. <laughs> and he looked at his secretary and looked back at me and said, you're hired. You start Monday. I this was like, Friday. I feel like this is a problem with yeah. <laughs> public education. <laughs> like, this should be right. sending should some be warning more <laughs> But at that point, my gosh, this we're talking, this is what, 1999? I mean, yeah. 1998, actually. We're it, a long time ago. And I, I thought, wow, 13 born. grand. I was four. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so this is a long time ago. But anyway, he said, you're hired. It's Friday. It's Friday. And he said, you're hired. You start Monday. So I literally yeah. had 48 hours to prepare for this. Wow. So yeah. I thought, God, you That's are crazy. amazing. Yeah. Hey, look at this. God, I need wild. a job. <laughs> you have a job for me. I'm asking for a job. You, uh, Unbelievable. This is everything I ever wanted and more. So I start touring the facility. <laughs> with the secretary and she said you're going to meet in this trailer and you'll start and I thought okay God you got this this is amazing she gave me her card back then you got a card instead of a cell phone number yeah like the Rolodex she gave me your card yeah I didn't even own I didn't even have a cell phone the Rolodex Rolodex yeah it was a Rolodex I didn't even have a cell phone I didn't even have a cell phone no cell phone I didn't get a cell phone until my daughter was four so anyway so I don't even have kids yet I don't have a cell phone she gives me her card and she said if anything happens if any questions or any changes Call me at this number, otherwise I'll see you at 7 a.m. on Monday morning. And I literally went skipping and leaping out of the, I, I had every prayer in the yes. world had just been oh, answered. Yeah. And I thought, praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. And so I put the card in my purse, and I got in the car, and I put the key in the ignition, and I started the car, and I went to drive out of the parking lot, and I started to feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. 
<laughs> my stomach started turning and churning, and I thought, what is this? Did I eat something wrong? What is this? Mm-hmm. I couldn't get away from it, and I realized it was the Holy Spirit turning, turning, turning in my stomach. All weekend long, I wrestled with, oh gosh, this isn't, I'm not supposed to take this job. This isn't the job for me. My husband wants me to have a job. I'm supposed to get a job. This is $13,000 a year. It seems perfect. It looks perfect. But Mm -hmm. I could tell it was not God. It was not God. It was not God. I couldn't get away from that. That's just that angsty feeling, scratching in my spirit that I wasn't supposed to take the job. Eight p.m. on Sunday night, I got up the nerve to call the woman with the card. And I called her and I said, gosh, I hate to do this. I know you're expecting me tomorrow tomorrow morning, but I just really, I feel like I've heard from God and this is not the job for me. Oh my goodness, she was so mad. Yeah. She's like, well, I just really, and I said, look, here's the thing. <laughs> well, I just made the paperwork. And- <laughs> I know, exactly. And I said, here's the thing. You don't want me. Yeah. for this job yeah. because God doesn't want me for this yeah. job. The person who's supposed to take this job is the person you want and I'm so sorry it's not me. Click. So <laughs> that and in that moment how hard that was yes. but I knew that I knew that I knew that it wasn't for me and I knew my husband was disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, sometimes you're going to feel like you need to do something according to God. And not everybody, it's not going to look right. It's not going to smell right. Mm-hmm. It's not going to resonate with other people that you should or shouldn't be doing what you're doing. You need to follow what God is showing you to do. Yes. Moral of the story. The very next morning, I walked into my pastor's office and I sat down with tears in my eyes. And I said, I just need you to pray for me. I need a job. And I felt like I had the job that God wanted me to have, but it wasn't what God wanted me to have. And I just don't know what to do. And Pastor Jean said to me, uh, well, we need someone to start working with the youth here at the church, like doing activities. And he said, how about if I pay you $100 a week and you do that? And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and so here we are. This before I had kids. That was before I had kids. And here I am, Jennifer Rothwell, still working at Believer's Church, mm-hmm. making more than $100 a week. Thank yes. you, Jesus. <laughs> Over the course of 27 years or however long it's been. But yes. that... that that was the perfect, perfect answer to what I needed. Now, it wasn't as much as I could have made elsewhere, but it was what God had for me. And he knew that as a baby Christian, ordering my steps and all of the things that I've been through in my life, what God wanted for me and being able to discern what that was, even through trial and error, yep. ladies, was the best that God had for me. Yes. So there's nothing that can beat the voice of God speaking into your life in a timely season, and the will of God. Now, I will tell you that I was able to recognize the voice of God and the will of God in my life because I was spending time with him. I was spending time with his Holy Spirit. And as a young Christian, the things that I would do, not only just I would read my Bible, voraciously read my Bible every day. The doors were open to church. I was there. Mm -hmm. Open on Sunday, I'm there. I'm either serving or I'm, I'm sitting on Sundays. Every single Wednesday night, there was a Bible study. I didn't miss it. Even if I was throwing up an hour before, I would get myself up, put wash my face, and I would come to church the doors were open. I was eating up God's word. I was allowing people to speak into my life. I was allowing pastors to speak into my life, mentors to speak into my life. I was allowing myself to be open to correction if, I, if there was something that I was doing, thinking, saying that was contrary to the word of God. All of those things 
praying in, in the spirit, praying in tongues, praying to God every day, and confessing the Bible. Like, I literally, as a baby Christian, I would get in the shower, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to speak the word of God over myself. I put on the full armor of God for when mm-hmm. the day, right? I would, I would memorize scripture. I would speak scripture over myself, and I was doing that regularly. I mean, like, you know, if you want to get a great physique, you're going to work out. If you want to lose weight, you're going to go on a diet. If you want to build up your spirit man and feed it, you have to do the legwork. And so I was doing all of those things when God was speaking to me and God would speak to me and I would recognize his voice. And even though I felt like I was steeped in the word of God and in mentors and in uh, the word in all capacities being preached to reading it and so on and so forth. I still, when the voice of God came thought, is this you Lord? Mm -hmm. So it's not always a a hundred percent. I know that this is God. Now, nowadays I'm much more versed in uh, knowing the voice of God in my life, but sometimes God will speak big things to you. Mm Mm-hmm invaluable to have a pastor in your life, to have mentors in your life, and does it line up with the Word of God? Right. So, I like that both of the circumstances were something that wasn't necessarily the news you wanted to hear, mm-hmm. and how you still, you didn't have fear, you had the peace that you were mentioning, follow peace, and does it align with scripture? And I think that's a really cool thing that you brought up, where it's not like, oh, should I what should I do, move to California or move to Texas? But it was something about your mother passing away. Mm-hmm. And that's not news that anyone really wants to hear. But when God spoke it to you, you weren't fearful and you had peace. And yes. then you acted upon that. And then with the job, you got this amazing thing. And then you had that, wait, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And that's not that necessarily... Absence of peace, yes. Yeah, and that's not something that you may have wanted. But... It was God and just how you were able to see that. And usually when people talk about discerning, they're like, oh, is this, what college should I go to? This one or this one? And people don't always bring up situations where it might be an answer you don't want to hear or something Mm -hmm. that you're not expecting. But that's kind of how God is. We don't, his ways are higher than ours and we don't know what he's thinking, what he's doing and how you're saying just being open and acting on peace and scripture is the only way that it works out. So when, uh, there's another story that I have, I'll try not to take too long with it, but, um, pastor Jean taught me, uh, an incredible nugget of wisdom, a secret sauce that I've applied over and over and over again in my life. And it was when my husband and I were looking to, uh, sell our house and buy another home. And we had found a home that my husband was 100% certain was perfect. Like he just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And I was speaking to Pastor Jean and I said, how do I know? How do I know if it's the perfect house? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if we're supposed to. My husband thinks it's great. I don't think it's great. I really don't know. And Pastor Jean said this. He said, you have made God the Lord of your life. Christ is the Lord of your life. And He's obligated to take care of you. He is your master. You are his servant. The master cares for the servant. He is obligated to take care of you. And the Bible says that God is the God who can open doors Mm -hmm. that no man can open and close doors that no man can close. You can obligate God to be truthful to his word. For God is not a man that he would lie. God will always honor his word. So in the moment, I prayed that prayer and I thought, God, if this is a door you want me to walk through, 
then open the door. And if you want this door closed, then you close it, Lord, because I'm not going to go against my husband. If this is the house that he wants, even if I don't feel like it's our house, I'm not going to go against my husband. He's supposed to lead us, and I want him to lead us. Show me, Lord. Show me what to do. But in the meantime, when I don't know what to do, I'm obligating you, God, to be true and honor your word. And so Mm -hmm. I prayed that prayer. Close this door. Well, my husband had made a deal. He'd made a deposit, shook hands, like with the guy who was selling the house, put down $250. (laughs) It was incredible. And I thought, okay, God, we're going through this door because it looks like it's open. That night, ring, ring, ring. We got a call from the, the real estate agent. And they said they took the house off the market. His kids took the house off the market today because believe it or not, he has a carotid artery and he's not in his right mind. The house shouldn't even be on the market. Mm. They took, boom. Wow. Who could have thought that God would close a door like that? Yeah. So the bottom real line estate, is, man. even when you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. yeah. even when you're not sure if God's voice had spoken to open and go, Right. You can obligate God to be the Lord of your life and then just rest Yes, that he knows what he's doing. The thing of it is, ladies, don't open doors when God's shut them. Mm-hmm. Don't close doors when God has opened them. Really trusting God mm-hmm. to be who he says he will be in your life is some hard stuff, but it is the secret sauce. Yes, it is in all aspects. So good. I love it. I adore it. Discernment's a big one. I think that these days it's incredibly important to know what's God and know what's not, to know what is the Holy Spirit, to know what's not, to know the Holy Spirit's voice, and much more than voice, but his promptings. What is not sitting right in your spirit? What does not sit right in your heart? What does God whisper to you? You got to know that whisper. You got to meditate on it. You have to be familiar with it. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Mm -hmm. I know you have to know what is God, what is not. You have mm-hmm. to know what is Jesus, what isn't, especially in this day and age of great deception, of right. false prophets, of the world being the world. We yeah. need discernment more than mm-hmm. ever. We, we need sure to do. know who God is, yeah. what he sounds like, what he looks like, and what he doesn't. Because mm-hmm. we're not, we don't, we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> deception, as everyone probably knows this, but deception is a whole lot of truth with just a little yep. bit of lie mixed in. Yep. So it looks true, it feels true, yep. it smells true, but it's not true. So, yeah. it, so you know, everyone kind of needs to, in these day, this day and age, needs to be a bit of a detective, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, to you have to know what God's word says because yes. so very often it looks like God, it smells like God, it feels like God. Oh, we like it when it feels like God, but not all things that feel like God are God. Yes, the Bible says to test every spirit. Yeah, test every spirit, test every word, and I think that sometimes it can be easy to. Know God through somebody else. Know God mm-hmm. through your favorite preacher. Know God through your favorite music artist. Know God through even other people's opinions. But you need to truly know God for yourself. Yeah. Read your Bible. Read what it says. Read what God says. And read and listen to what God speaks to you mm-hmm. through his word right. and through what he has written. Mm-hmm. Um it's just, it's so important. Yep. God's word says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. And uh, fear, not as if we're hiding behind a rock. I don't want God right. to see me. I'm frightened. What is God going to do? But really, fearfully, wondrously honoring God that yeah. above all else, you want his word, his truth, his way. Um, there's, I have so many stories. I love to tell them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there was a time when 
I had hurt my back. I uh, had herniated two discs in my lower back after giving birth to my youngest daughter. And it was, it was getting so bad that even in my younger years, I couldn't wear anything but sneakers. I couldn't bend over. And it was, uh, I was really, really struggling to pick my kids up, put them down, all of that. So my husband wanted me to go to see a chiropractor. And I'd never seen a chiropractor. Um, I, I was skeptical at that point. I was super skeptical. But he really wanted me to see a chiropractor. And there was a woman in our homeschool group whose dad, stepdad, I think, was a chiropractor. And she recommended that I go to see him. So I really wanted, my husband's like, please go to see a chiropractor. It's going to make all the difference in the world. We're going to get you back on track. And I thought, okay, I'll do this. It, it'll please my husband. I'll go ahead and go to a chiropractor. So this woman said that I should go and see her stepfather. And so I put my daughter in the car and off we went. And I drove up to the parking lot to get out to go into this chiropractor and I knew that I knew that I knew that I wasn't supposed to go into this chiropractor I just felt it in my spirit I felt it in my heart I felt like I shouldn't do it and I wrestled with God in the parking lot because I wanted to please my husband and I knew I I I was just it was just mounting on the inside of me that I shouldn't do it I shouldn't do it I shouldn't do it and I pushed past the Holy Spirit And I honored my husband, what I thought would honor my husband more than what I felt like God was showing me to do. And I'll tell you, that chiropractor body slammed me. (laughs) I couldn't tie my shoes. I literally, I should have listened to God. I could not, ladies, bend over and tie my shoes for two years after I went in and saw that chiropractor. He made my back so much worse. Now, this is not a bash against chiropractic no, medicine because it is very, fantastic, right? We are very pro right. <laughs> Very, very much. Everyone but probably me in this, on this Bible reading project is 100% sold on chiropractic medicine. I had a very traumatic but experience. I, I, do, I really do think that chiropractic medicine is fantastic yes. and I don't diss it whatsoever. <laughs> it was this one yeah. scenario where God was already warning me yes. that this was not the chiropractor or the moment or the, the answer. Maybe he's a fantastic chiropractor. I'm not bashing him, but <laughs> what my back needed at that moment yeah. right. was not a chiropractic <laughs> answer. Right. So if, if you're thinking so, of going to a chiropractor, this yeah, go for it. Go for it. I can give you the name here. of several great ones, right? And I know a lot of godly mentors that will also help you find a great chiropractor for you. I probably <laughs> should see one today. However... <laughs> The bottom line is, that's not the story. The story isn't about chiropractic medicine. It is that God holds the wisdom and the answers to everything in your life. And if you will trust him with your life, with your mind, your will, your emotions, Mm -hmm. God, the Bible says that the, the, the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by God. And so people, good. you are made the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Of You know, of, you are made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's not your righteousness, it's his righteousness. And because yes. of it, he will order your steps. Yes, And he is absolutely waiting outside of that chiropractor to let you know whether or not you should go in that and every other thing every yes. movie you should watch every oh, every so good. everything you should do yes. uh, literally there was a season i probably should be tonight but there's a season in my life where when we were so strapped for money and i would literally go to my pantry and pray and say lord what do you want me to feed my family tonight? Now, some people may think that that's horseradish. You know, that's not the secret sauce. That's <laughs> knowledge. You shouldn't do that. But I can tell you that if you will trust God with every minute yeah. detail of your yeah. life, he will be the God who is faithful and just to yes. do what he has promised to do. So good. 
Forever. So good. And me and Nessa could sit here all day with Miss Jennifer and oh, yeah. tell testimonies about how God has shown discernment in our lives and how listening to him has turned corners, turned yeah. mm-hmm. turned Absolutely. pages in our lives. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there are plenty of other people who have similar testimonies where God has ordered their steps. And I have never spoken to one person of faith who has ever said that God has steered them wrong Never. or that God had, you know, given them the wrong Mm-mm. answer or the wrong direction. Right. Um, it, it's worth it. It's, yes. it's worth following God. It's worth hearing his it voice. It's worth having that relationship and it's worth having the peace knowing that mm-hmm. your life is in the hands of an almighty God who yes. loves and cares for you. Yes. Discerning what God wants in your life. The secret sauce would be, does it line up with the word of God? Mm-hmm. Does it bring peace? Are you following peace? Mm -hmm. And third, those godly mentors and leaders in your life, if you're still unsure, run it by them. Check with them because they will, if nothing else, help point you back to the word of God Mm -hmm. or give you godly wisdom. And God is a God who opens doors and closes doors. You can trust him with your life, ladies. So good. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for sitting with us. We really enjoyed doing this. This is such a blessing for all of us. It's amazing. It's incredible. We couldn't do this without you guys listening in. We will see you guys next week. We'll have something great for y'all. We can't wait. Um, Do you guys have anything to say? Just an honor to be here. Thank you, ladies. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for coming down. Yes, thanks for sharing your secret sauce. Yes, (laughs) we love you. Love you too, ladies. I love it. I could sit here for hours. Yes. (laughs) But alrighty, we will see you guys next week on the next Bible Reading Podcast.